0: Acts chapter 17. And we will begin at verse 10. Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily. find out whether these things were so, therefore many of them believed. (coughs) And also, not a few of the Greeks, prominent women as well as men, but when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was preached by Paul at Berea, they came there also and stirred up the crowds. Then immediately the brethren sent Paul away to go to the sea, but both Silas and Timothy remained there. So those who conducted Paul brought him to Athens and receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him with all speed, they departed. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us to receive your word with eagerness. Give us a desire for it. Help us to search it. Help us to know it and understand it to the point where we can check on any theological or philosophical claim. (coughs) Father, give me a strong voice. Give us all strong ears to listen carefully to your word. Receive it with eagerness to be noble and take the stock of knowledge of your word that we already have and increase it to turn that one mina into ten minas. Give us freedom from distraction, freedom from poor health. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you have probably heard the phrase, be a Berean. I know my childhood pastor says that all the time. Be a Berean. What does it mean to be a Berean? If you go to the map of Greece today and you look at the town of Berea, you will see that there are 43,158 Bereans in this world. That's not, of course, what my pastor meant, any more than the Berean church that used to exist in this city uh, means. They don't mean move to a particular city in Greece. They mean have the same noble attitude that was present in the Jewish residents of this city. What attitude is that? Well, it's the attitude, the action of reading and studying the Bible for yourself. That's what it means to be a Berean. That's what the Berean church is about. That's why Luke says the Bereans were noble. The Bereans went to the text of the word and they studied it on their own to check up on Paul's claims. Once again, as we saw last week from the Thessalonian side, Luke is contrasting the noble Bereans with the ignoble Thessalonians. And he's telling us that true nobility is defined not by birth, but by one's attitude toward the word of God. True nobility is defined by your attitude toward the word of God. Look at the text, under the heading of nobility and ignobility, two forms of nobility, Paul returning to the synagogue and the Bereans nobly receiving the word of God, and then two forms of ignobility, the ignobility of the Thessalonians coming and rioting in verse 13, <coughs> and then the ignobility, well, the failure of ignobility. It doesn't stop the kingdom, it drives the kingdom even further, out towards more people who can nobly hear the word of God. Well, Paul goes right back to the synagogue. Uh, the synagogue started a riot in the previous place. Paul and Silas went away by night to Berea, running from a synagogue riot, and when they got to Berea, they went into the synagogue. How could Paul be so noble as to keep going back when he knows that this Always happens. One answer, of course, is that the Jews are his people. And if you're in Peru or in Japan, you might be more comfortable with rotten Americans than with very nice Peruvians, just because the Americans are your people. I've told you how I was in the Tokyo airport one time and standing about six or eight inches above everybody else and hundred pounds bigger than everybody else, I saw a gent with a big black stetson on his head, and I made a beeline for it. That's one of mine. That's an American. Not just an American, a Westerner. And sure enough, he spoke English. He didn't speak Japanese. And he was one of mine, and that is, of course, part of why Paul went to the synagogue, because they were one of his the Jewish people, in Greece had a lot in common with a Jew from Cilicia so Paul went to the synagogue but also Paul goes to the synagogue because that's God's call on him to be the apostle to the Gentiles but where's the best place to find Gentiles who love the Lord who are open to the word of God well it's in the synagogue and also his commission in Acts tells us that he's not just the apostle to the Gentiles he's also been sent to the Jews and so in obedience to God he nobly goes to the synagogue time after time in city after city. So Paul speaks in the Berean synagogue and he finds these Jews to be nobler than the Thessalonian Jews. Uh, For some reason, New King James has, these were more fair-minded than those of Thessalonica. That's not the word. As we've discussed, the word is nobility. The Berean Jews were noble. They were well-born, and their nobility is described in four different ways that form a paradigm of how to listen to the Word of God, how to listen to a sermon, how to listen when you read the Bible for yourself or with your family. This is the noble way to understand Scripture. The first thing is that they received the Word with eagerness, They really wanted the word. We've all given something to someone who is not eager to receive it. There are lots of ways of showing that you are not interested. Non-eager reception of the word looks like rarely opening your Bible, thinking about other things during sermons. My childhood pastor used to challenge us not to count the bricks in the cinder block wall behind him. Of course, there's a brick baptismal font in this building. But thinking about other things is not an eager reception of the word of God. It is moving on to something else that is probably more interesting than whatever is being described up front. But the Bereans were eager. Oh, I want to hear the word of God. I can't wait for more Bible, more scripture, more proclamation about what God has to say to his people. So they were eager. They couldn't wait to go. And of course, the second thing they did and the most thing they're best remembered for is that they searched the scriptures daily. What does that mean to search the scriptures? Jesus also told the Pharisees to do this search the scriptures. It doesn't just say, read the scriptures daily. Surely they had to do that in order to search them. But they went beyond that. They were looking for something in the Bible. Now, what's the difference between... uh, How do you read better when you're looking for something? (coughs) Well... I think we know, uh, we know the difference. It can be hard to put it into words. If you're not looking to get anything in particular out of what you're reading, then you can just let your eyes skim over it. You can mentally check out. But if you're looking for something, you see the text in a different way, just as if you're looking for something, you see a room in a different way. You zero in on that thing. You were trying to find. And that is how the Bereans approached Scripture. They were looking for something. Now, what were they looking for? Well, they were looking for the truth of Paul's claims. They wanted to know whether Paul was speaking accurately regarding the content of Scripture. Some of you have been burned by false teachers. The Bereans, though, did not say, well, this is a well-known rabbi from Cilicia who's prominent in the best Jewish circles. Therefore, whatever he says is probably accurate. They weren't content to leave it at that. They didn't say, well, this book is puffed on the back by the right people, so what it says on the inside must be all right. Not their approach. Rather, they went into the Bible and they looked specifically for what it taught about the claims made by Paul. So some people geek out about baseball stats. I can tell you that Jackie Robinson's batting average was .311. Bereans geek out about scripture. They know what's in this book. They know that Exodus has 40 chapters. They know that There are two books in the Bible that end with a question Jonah and Nahum. They search the Bible because they are looking for something in it. They're looking for the truth. So, in Paul's day, a copy of the Bible cost six months' salary, it was skilled work. So, the time plus materials for a skilled laborer to make a hand-produced object that would take roughly six months of work. Now, we all know how expensive those things are. And yet, the Bereans didn't let cost be a factor, and today, certainly we can't let cost be a factor. You can pick up a copy of the Bible at any thrift store in America for 10 cents. There are hundreds of thousands of churches that will give you Bibles. Bibles are free to read online. A brand new Bible of the nicest kind can be had for $200, less than a single day's wage for most of us. And uh, a new Bible of the discount variety can be had for five bucks. Less than an hour's work, even at a minimum wage job. Right? And beyond that, there are audio Bibles. Performed by some of the best actors and voices in the world. There are concordances, commentaries, sermons, lectures, courses, and on and on and on. There is no excuse for ignorance of Scripture in our day. There are many tools that make searching the Scripture much easier today electronically indexed texts. You can click on any word. And see every occurrence of that word in the entire Bible instantly. Makes it easy to search the scriptures for particular topics, for particular words, particular themes. And the Bereans did not have all that. (coughs) They had a paper Bible, but they went and they searched it. They looked to see whether Paul's teaching was true. Luke is telling us this is nobility You, if you want to be noble if you want to be well born in the kingdom of God you should be someone who is very familiar with the contents of the Bible and who is able to biblically evaluate ideas that come your way you should know where to go and you should understand that the first thing to do in evaluating an idea is to take it back to the word of God Most of us, if we hear a new idea, where do we take it? To our intuitions, to the things we already think. Well, does that sound right? The Bereans didn't ask whether Paul's words sounded right or whether Paul's words fit with what their preconceived notions were. They asked whether Paul's words corresponded to the content of the Word of God. So if you evaluate the message of any self-proclaimed Christian teacher by scripture, you'll never be let down. You will never say, well, I trusted this person and I heard the wrong thing. Now, that said, yes, the Bible is a big, complicated book. All of us need a guide into it. God didn't just send the Bible and say, go read the Bible on your own. And you will come to all the right conclusions. We've all talked to people who read the Bible on their own and come up with very wacky conclusions. And if we haven't talked to those people, then we may have read their books. But here's the deal. Your palate gets more selective as you gain familiarity. One can imagine that uh, I go and I listen To Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, and that Leonard Bernstein, longtime conductor of the New York Philharmonic, goes and listens to Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Who is going to hear more? Who's going to get more out of that symphony? Well, obviously, Bernstein knows music much better than I do, and he will get more out of the symphony. Let's say that I go and listen to a sermon, and the Apostle Paul goes and listens to a sermon. Who's going to get more out of that sermon? Well, the one who knows the Bible better. The Apostle Paul, who understands the word better, gets more out of every sermon that he hears than I do. And that is the Berean. The Berean knows the word of God, gets more out of sermons, out of courses, out of commentaries, out of books, out of lectures, than... The person who doesn't know the word of God that's why Luke mentions nobility only twice in his corpus once in Luke 19 that we read a few moments ago and once here in Acts 17 the principle of nobility unfortunately and this is why we hate it in our country is the principle that the haves get more and the have nots get less we don't like that Seems very unfair, and that, of course, is what the people said to the nobleman. Lord, he has ten minas. That drove them nuts that the nobleman said, the one who did the best gets rewarded with the mina of the lazy bum who never did anything with his mina. What is Luke telling us when he mentions the nobility of the Bereans? He's saying that those who had a better knowledge of Scripture to start with, those who searched the Word harder, got more than those who didn't. The Thessalonian Jews who didn't go back to the Word of God end up out in the cold, end up, in fact, in the outer darkness. The Berean Jews who nobly searched the Word of God gain an inheritance with the saints in light. Because to the one who has more will be given to the one who has a knowledge of scripture more will be given so don't be don't be like the guy with the one mina say i have enough knowledge of scripture i got everything i need i've learned the bible enough at this point i'm going to wrap it up in a napkin and put it at the back of the pantry, and it'll be there when I need it. Luke is telling us, through the parable of the nobleman, and through this mention of the nobility of the Bereans, that you have to be increasing your stock, because the haves get more, and the have-nots get less, and if you are getting less, or rather, if you're not getting more, you are quickly becoming a have-not. And that is true Somewhat true in the physical world, but perfectly true in the spiritual world. (coughs) The Bereans were halves, and they gained much more. They searched the scriptures daily, they evaluated Paul's message by what they heard, and the result was that they believed in Jesus. Many of them believed, not a few of the Greeks, prominent women as well as men. How do you get greater faith? Search the scriptures. How do you get better understanding of what you already know? Search the scriptures. How do you gain certainty on points that you can't answer at the moment? If somebody comes up to you and says, what does the Bible say about birth control? And you have to say, I have no idea. Right? That might be a sign to you that you should go and search. Search. Or if somebody comes up to you and says, what does the Bible say about any disputed issue from the right way to go to war, to the right way to engage in sexual activity, to the right way to discipline your children, and more, if you don't know what the Bible says about that topic, you should go and search. Search. So we have the nobility of the Thessalonians, they search, they're eager to receive and they believe, Luke highlights once again, that this is not just for men, this is for ladies too, prominent women heard and believed. And then the Thessalonian Jews find out what's going on. These are the same people who hired the marketplace loiterers, back in verse 5, and started a riot in Thessalonica. And now they hasten the 45 miles to Berea. 45 miles is a bit of a trip without cars and trains, but didn't matter to these ignoble Thessalonians. 45 miles was no problem because they were personally hostile to the word of God. <clears throat> so they came immediately to stir up the crowd. They hid God's word in a napkin and buried it. They didn't want to trade with the word they had and increase it. They wanted to forget that they even had any of God's word. And so they stirred up another riot. They found out in Thessalonica that riots work. Satan uses the tactics that work. And if it works once, he'll use it a jillion times. Just like if you give to one organization, you will get their fundraising letters for the rest of your life. Satan finds that riots work Sends rioters to Berea, and immediately the Berean brethren send Paul away to go to the sea. Ignobility doesn't stop the kingdom. It can slow down its progress in Berea, perhaps, <coughs> but it doesn't destroy it. Uh, Thessal- uh, Berea is inland, it's not on the beach like Thessalonica was, and so Paul has to go. Back down to the beach, possibly he takes a ship. Luke doesn't tell us how, whether he walks the 250 miles to Athens or whether he sails, but in the next verse, he ends up in Athens. Well, the kingdom has spread further, and it's gone, frankly, from no name Berea, a town only known for the nobility of those who receive God's word there. It goes from Berea to Athens, the cultural capital of the ancient world. The home of Socrates and Plato. uh, The home of Sophocles and Phidias and Praxiteles and Demosthenes and many, many other famous orators, sculptors, playwrights, and philosophers. The kingdom of God isn't... Stopped, the kingdom of God is progressing. The ignobility of the Thessalonian Jews doesn't stop it. The kingdom is moving on to one of the most famous cities in the world. It's coming in triumph to make converts in Athens too. Satan didn't win this round. He patched one hole in the gates of hell where Paul was rescuing people and dragging them out. So Paul just goes and starts dragging people out a different hole in the gates of hell. Satan has hardly made any progress at all. So be a noble Berean. Respond well to the word of God. Search the scriptures. Don't read them just saying, well, whatever's there, I'll find it. But approach your Bible saying, I'm looking for something today. I want to know more about God. More about man, more about Jesus, more about the Holy Spirit, more about ancient Israel, more about the people of God today. But look for something. That way you'll know whether you found it. If you're looking for nothing, you will also, you know, you won't know whether you found it. You will not find anything when you open the Bible unless you're looking. So be a Berean, look, study the word of God for yourself. Be noble. Let's pray. Father, we praise you for the noble-minded Bereans who received your word eagerly and who searched your scriptures daily. Father, we pray that we would be Bereans, that we would receive your word eagerly and search the scriptures daily because of our nobility, because we have been nobly born as sons and daughters of God. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the grace to hear from your word. Thank you for the eagerness displayed by your flock in this place to come and to hear and to search the scriptures. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.